Hello, Katomanto. Here come the Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific, Mikoroi Hawkins. Coming up first. All the ones in Gisborne are in their um, accommodation. They are back on the farms or all the vineyards. New Zealand's Ministry for Business says all Pacific RSC workers are safe and accounted for, and there's plenty of work to do. Also, President Mamau and his government agreeing to come back totally. Uh, it is a very encouraging period in my uh, revenge into leadership. Fiji's Prime Minister Siti Venirambuka in his element at the Pacific Forum Leaders Retreat and... He was a very key player in the constitutional reform that started in uh, 2010. We reflect on the life and work of Siti Halapua, one of Tonga's greatest minds. New Zealand's Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment says over 3,800 Pacific Islanders working under the recognised seasonal employer scheme in the cyclone-impacted Hawke's Bay region have all been accounted for and there are plenty of jobs for them in the short term. At the height of Cyclone Gabriel, images of Pacific RC workers stranded on roofs with angry floodwaters rising around them caught the national attention and caused a lot of worry and concern for their families back home, especially with the communications blackout after the storm. I spoke with the General Manager of Refugees and Migrant Services at the Ministry, Fiona Whiteridge, about the current situation for RC workers. In, term, in terms of the workers in the Hawke's Bay, there's about 3,871 workers in the Hawke's Bay and we've got 179 workers in Gisborne. Um, of those workers, all the ones in Gisborne are in their um, accommodation. Uh, they are back on the farms or all the vineyards where they're, where they're meant to be. Of the ones in the Hawke's Bay, at the moment, most are back. We've got about... Um, 177 workers that are still in the evacuation centres but a large majority of those are all with one employer and we're just waiting for the power to be turned back on and then they'll actually have approved accommodation that they can go to. So a key focus for us has been making sure we're working really closely with employers and industry to make sure that there's really good safe accommodation for the workers to go back to um, so they've got a really safe place to be and to stay and to continue working from. Have there been any deaths or serious injuries amongst the RSC community? No, no, there hasn't been any. As far as I'm aware, there's no injuries at all and certainly no deaths. One of the things we really focused on to start with when the cyclone went through was to make sure that we knew where all the workers were. And I think there were some early reports that uh, 12 workers we couldn't find on the first night. That was our first priority the next morning to find those workers. So we can say that all workers are safe, they're accounted for, and they're being really well looked after. That's great news. Um, in terms of their, 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 their welfare, we've, we've spoken to a few um, RSC workers and RSC uh, uh, managers of of workers, and they've said they they they're well looked after. They've they've got plenty of clothes, warm clothes, food, um, and are overwhelmed by the generosity yeah. with some of the words that we we we've been getting. But yeah. of course, that uncertainty about their future was the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that has been amazing is how the Pacific community across the country has come together to support these workers and also how industry and employers from across the country have also come in to support that region. So everyone has been phenomenal in terms of how they've come together. 
In terms of the future, what I can say is that for now, there is work for all the RSC workers in the Hawke's Bay. That work is there. And whether that work is cleaning up uh, with the employers, the local orchards, um, or actually back to the regular work that they were there to do, there is plenty of work there in the short term. In the medium to long term, it's probably too early to say quite yet. You know, I mean, for some growers, their orchards are still underwater and they're still figuring out the extent of the damage. But what we've been doing really actively is been working with industry and employers across the country, and there is more than enough work across the country. So if the work was to run out in the Hawke's Bay in the medium to long term, and if the workers wanted to go somewhere else, then there's certainly opportunities and options for them. Now, for um, we've heard also our reports of contingents of RSC workers that were about to be deployed from the islands to New Zealand mm. being put on yep. hold. Um, that's the that's across the board, is that, or is that an isolated group? I think that's an isolated group. So what we've been doing is we've been working uh, with uh, Pacific Island countries and employers and for every flight that's been coming in, we've been making sure where the workers are due to go to. If they're due to go to other parts of New Zealand, so the South Island, for example, they can just go straight there. For those that are due to come in to the Hawke's Bay, Tairawhiti or Northland, um, we've just been working to make sure that there is it's safe for them to go there, the employers they're meant to go there are able to take them their suitable accommodation. So we're really just working on a flight-by-flight basis um, to make sure that it's absolutely safe for everyone and there is a place for everyone to go when they get here. Initially, also, um, uh, one of the issues was contacting family and um, uh, reassuring family members that everyone is safe. Um, Mm. uh, Are you you satisfied that that's now something that's been happening in and people are in touch with people, uh, families that they need to be in touch with? Absolutely. As far as I know, that's happening. I'm not hearing any reports that it's not. Um, we've got people on the ground both in Hawke's Bay and in Tairawhiti, so um, we've got people there to help facilitate should there be any issues with that. But as far as I know, everyone's been able to contact their families and stay connected. I mean, communications has been problematic, as we all know, over the last um, last week or so, but I understand it's now all really well up and running, and it's been pretty key to make sure that people can get in touch with their families and let them know that they're safe. Again, great news. Um, one one last question that's sort of off the topic of RSC, but still sort of related to futures of Pacific workers in the country. And um, that's, we spoke, um, one of our journalists spoke with um, a forestry worker, Fijian forestry worker in Tairawhiti, and um, they were on a specific forestry work visa um, and unable to work because of the situation, current situation and were um, inquiring whether a variation to their visa conditions would be possible uh, to allow them to continue to earn money uh, in the short, maybe, to medium term. Okay. Um, I'm not uh, in charge of that area. What what I can say is that as of today, we've got immigration staff up in Tairawhiti, so there'll be people there that are able to work with them and work through um, the conditions of that visa, and then um, we're working as Immigration New Zealand to make things as easy and as um, quick as possible for for workers. But I'm not across a, that those particular workers, those Fiji and forestry workers, I sort of look after RSC. At the time this program was recorded, the death toll from Cyclone Gabriel stood at 11, with many still missing. For the latest news and information on the recovery and rebuild, head on over to our website, rnz.co.nz.
Fiji's Prime Minister Sitiveni Rambuka says he's enjoying the role of being a unifying figure in the Pacific. Mr Rambuka was elected to government in December and has been credited for his pivotal role in Kiribati's return to the Pacific Islands Forum. Speaking at the start of this week's leaders' retreat in Nandi, Rambuka said it felt like the good old days when he benefited from the wisdom of past leaders. He told RNZ Pacific reporter Lydia Lewis he's now duty-bound to navigate the Pacific canoe and pass on that knowledge to his contemporaries. First of all, how have um, the meetings gone so far? They have gone very well. We, uh, we share common uh, interests, we share common... Uh, they're not really problems, that, uh, but things we should be aware of. We call them uatale-tale uh, or submerged reefs because they are there. We just need to know that they are there and navigate widely in our Pacific waka or wanga or canoe. So uh, I'm enjoying it, like uh, the good old days. The good old days I was uh, benefiting from the wisdom of the older leaders who were here there at the time. Now I am duty-bound to pass on some of that uh, knowledge and wisdom to my contemporaries of today. And Fiji, particularly yourself, played a pivotal role in the Silver Agreement, as well as creating this moment. Now that it's arrived, that it's here, how do you feel? I feel very good. I feel uh, good about what uh, was attempted in the past, about the Silver Agreement, uh, that was not uh, fully uh, signed. Now that uh, we've had that trip to the Kiribati uh, and uh, President Mamau and his government agreeing to come back totally, uh, it is a very encouraging period in my uh, venture into or re-venture into leadership. How significant was your role in bringing Kiribati back into the forum? I think it was there. Uh, it has always been, uh, been there. Uh, it, it just had to happen and I was uh, rightly poised at the time. Uh, to make it happen, and uh, uh, there had to be some uh, face saving on Fiji's part and uh, other regional uh, governments that might have caused the misunderstanding. So somebody who was not involved in creating the misunderstanding should come in and uh, say, "Look, it was just some misunderstanding. This is what we really wanted, and we get it back." And Benny Winder, how have your discussions gone regarding West Papua? The West Papua discussion uh, uh, went very well. Uh, they understand uh, the international uh, ramifications of these discussions and, and also the objectives. It's been done before with people moving from uh, an outside uh, of the organization uh, position uh, through to uh, observer and associate membership and uh, then on to full membership. We must be conscious of uh, uh, sovereignty issues and considerations. Will you be supporting their bid for full membership of the Melanesia Spearhead Group? That is also something that we had done in the past. We had the uh, FLNKS as full members of the MSG uh, before New Caledonia as such became part of uh, the MSG. Uh, yes, we will support them because they are Melanesians. It's happened before. Are you hopeful it will happen again? I am more hopeful. I'm not uh, taking it for granted. Uh, there are the dynamics um, may have changed slightly, uh, but the principles are the same. And also, um, regarding the review of Fiji's repressive media laws, some of your coalition partners um, campaigned on repealing Fiji's media act. Sin- and since coming into power, you're now saying you will review it. Is that backtracking on an election promise for Fiji? No, it's people? not. Uh, reviewing could mean eventually repealing it. 
we have to understand how it is uh, faring in this modern uh, uh, day of uh, media freedom. How, uh, how have other uh, administrations advanced their own association with the media? I intend to change it. And a change means uh, a review and make amendments to it. It will certainly be a freer medium, media. Okay, and finally, your message to the world. This is a conference of unity. What is your message to world leaders, world powers, now that the PIF is back together? Uh, my, uh, my message would be when we're dealing with uh, each other and on a bilateral basis, we look for mutuality and we're looking at uh, group, we look for commonalities. Thank you for your time and all the best. The Pacific Islands Forum Special Leaders Summit concluded on Friday. We'll have a full breakdown of its outcomes on our website, rnzi.com. Tonga lost one of its greatest minds last month with the passing of Sitiveni Halapua. Dr Halapua was 73 and was an academic who became a politician. He was well known throughout the Pacific, but it was as a force in the democracy movement in Tonga where he really made his mark. Don Wiseman spoke with RNZ Pacific's Tonga correspondent Kalafi Moala about Dr Halapua's achievements. For Tonga, for example, he was a very key player in the reform, constitutional reform that started in uh, 2010 and uh, change our system so that our government be appointed no longer by the monarch but by parliament. He played a key role in that. And then, of course, he had a, a session in parliament himself. Many people in Tonga thought he might become the prime minister at the time in former government, but he had a, a very formidable uh, opponent at the time, which was Akeliti Pohiva. So he still, though, became a part of that government at the time. So he played a very key role and has always been a great commentator and a leader that didn't take sides one way or the other, but really worked for the betterment of the, of the people of Tonga and the government. He was a highly educated man, of course, uh, an academic, yes. and he was often at conferences and whatever around the region, wasn't he? From his academic side, what's his key contribution? Well, he was based at Eastwood Centre in Hawaii, the University of Hawaii there. And Eastwood Centre, of course, is a, a regional institution that worked uh, regionally with all the, the countries in the Pacific and even had an outreach into Asia. But his key contribution from Eastwood Centre was the fact he came up with a, a concept that he called the Talanoa concept. Talanoa in Tongan in, in some Pacific countries means to, to dialogue, to talk. Talano also means in some of the Pacific cultures, uh, means storytelling. And so he came up with this concept, particularly at a time where there were quite a number of frictions and conflicts happening in the Pacific. And he proposed to sit down in Talanoa and have a conversation. And he carried it out very effectively in Micronesia, some of the, the countries of Micronesia, in Niue, in the Cook Islands, and of course in, in Polynesia, in Tonga. Even in uh, Vanuatu, he uh, was a key player in there in, in trying to resolve political conflicts or social conflicts by introducing that we don't need to preach uh, at each other, shout at each other, but we need uh, what we call in Tonga, put the mat out here, let's sit down in a, like a cover circle and talk about it and discuss things and come to an agreement. 
So that that was a a practice that he uh, pioneered, and it really went well throughout the Pacific. That really, in a way, brings us back to his push for democratic reforms, or the the involvement he had with that process in Tonga, because. He later wanted a different approach to the way in which the government was structured. He wanted a collegial-style government, didn't he? He saw yes, that. That's correct. He saw a collegial style as, as really the only way that a combative country like Tonga could, could sit correct. down and make progress. I remember listening to him one time where he came up with a message of his a conference in Tonga and, and basically said, we can have reform, we can make social changes, we can adjust political systems peacefully. We don't have to be confrontational. We don't have to fight each other and shed blood on the street. There was something so so brilliant. And of course, he uh, he was able to carry that out in many ways in, in a Tongan context, trying to advocate the fact that we need to sit down with the noble and with the monarch and then with the people and talk and see what the common interest that we need to work for. We need not as a people to stand up and uh, count out the monarch, count out the nobles, but they have been a part of our structure for thousands of years. And so Steven uh, was a reformer uh, par excellence. He was a reformer that believed changes can be brought about in a peaceful way, in a dialogue that's inclusive of everyone in the social and political structure. At the end of his political career, he became involved in a scheme to improve transport around Tonga and put a lot of effort, I think, into creating freighters that would be powered by the wind. The idea really was to have people involved in the construction and manning it and everything else, providing remote areas of Tonga with supplies on a more regular basis than they were able to get at the moment. Is that scheme still in place? Yes, that is in place, although he struggled and was frustrated at the beginning. Uh, for example, his family roots originally come from the northernmost islands of Tonga, the Niwa. Uh, islands, which actually they're a lot closer to Samoa than they are to Tonga. So he was concerned of how the people of the newer need to have their supplies constantly being uh, supplied. So he worked with a, a, a local group to get a boat, like a canoe style, a bigger primary, in fact, to take supplies to Newark. Uh, that didn't work well, and so another group purchased a boat, an actual sailing boat, for the newest, and that's still running. But what happened with Halapua was I think he was challenged for the fact that we need to move beyond the realm of just talking and reform and, and bringing changes, but we need to do something practical, technical, that will make a difference in the lives of people. And that's why he was involved in his later years in something quite practical, like transportation, the outer islands, especially, who have their supplies there. And when they are, they are very vulnerable to hurricanes and cyclones and things like that, that they need to be taken care of and be warned and reconstruction taking place. So he was quite involved in his later years in those kind of projects. That's Pacific Waves for today. Remember, you can download us for free to your device from Spotify, iHeart or Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. Looking for that next time on.